3: Connect to more.
2: ESPN Missoula Sports.
0: Last weekend ushered the return of football for the Treasure State's beloved college football teams. Saturday marks a pair of highly anticipated unveilings for the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. But at the prep level, a crosstown battle in Missoula between two teams coming off impressive victories has been canceled. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Friday was supposed to mark the first crosstown clash of the season between two of the Garden City's Class AA high schools. Instead, top-ranked Sentinel and upstart Hellgate will not play on Friday because of COVID-19 precautions. The Spartans posted a 34-14 win at Bozeman last weekend to move to 2-0, while Hellgate posted a 42-20 win over Belgrade. Fresh off impressive performances in Week 1, including a historic win for the Grizzlies over Washington, Montana and Montana State's football teams play home games of consequence for the first time since December of 2019. The Grizz, fresh off their 13-7 win over the number 20 Huskies, host a Western Illinois team that's won just two games between the 2019 season and the truncated 2021 spring campaign. Montana State, fresh off a 19-16 heartbreaker at Wyoming or the Mountain West, will host Drake of the Pioneer League. Rob Ash, MSU's all-time leader in head coaching victories, led Drake for 18 seasons before taking over at MSU in 2007, a position he held until 2015. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Hope you're enjoying those dance moves if you're watching in on SWX Montana television. This new on is now your uh, Friday evening dance party as well as you know your favorite daily sports talk show here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana television. Thanks so much for kicking with us on a Friday. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport online, NWMSRocks.com. That's NWMS msrocks.com Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, and they are also the proud sponsor of our studio here at ESPN Missoula. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Uh, we heard from Trayton Pickering, six-man football to catching touchdowns at War Memorial Stadium. He's a Sunburst product who plays tight end for the Montana State Bobcats. A great interview with him. We also gave you some reactions from the Grizz win, the Bobcat loss, the Thursday night football NFL opener Gave you the slate of games from around the state of Montana for high school football, and we heard from Matt Ellis, the vice president and general manager for the Missoula Paddleheads. They have their regular season finale tonight and then a one-game playoff with the Idaho Falls Chuckers tomorrow for a chance to advance to the Pioneer League Championship Series. All that can be found on the podcast, which is available on all your various podcast hosting platforms. It's sponsored proudly by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and SportsBet Bet Montana. Rajim and I will be launching College Game Day tomorrow at long last. It's been since 2019. I've not done a College Game Day since December 5th, 5th of 2019 when the Grizzlies hosted Southeast Louisiana in the second round of the FCS playoffs. So it's been far too long. Rajim will be rolling with me. Andrew Houghton will make an appearance. He'll swing on by. I think Gus Tutel is even going to stop by for a moment in time. And we'll also have full uh, slate of interviews for you to get you all ready as well. Um, and we're going to share some of those. Right now as well. So uh, get you doubled up and get you all ready for the action tomorrow. Let's start, though, before we get to the Grizz game, because we are going to talk so much Grizz over the next hour of this show, as well as for two hours leading up to the game. 3.30 tomorrow, by the way, when the pregame show will start. you find that here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Let's talk briefly, though, about the Bobcat game uh, in Monta- uh, at Montana State. It's the Gold Rush game. This has uh, become quite the tradition. It's uh, absolutely one of the best home openers. The Grizz have sort of gone all over the map in terms of um, what time they open up with uh, in their home opener, but the Bobcats always open up on a, ni- a night game. Sometimes they do it on a weeknight even, but it's always a raucous environment. Bobcat Stadium uh, is definitely one of the premier venues in the FCS. It's hard to compare and contrast because I've been all over the country. and I just think Washington Grizzly is just straight up the loudest stadium I've ever been to. I mean, period, man. It's, it is. So, Montana State is is awesome, and it's definitely, it stomps out all the other schools at this level. Uh, but it's hard to even compare. I mean, I've been, uh, grain of salt, for sure, because almost all of the big-time stadiums I've been to has been when they've been playing the Cats or the Grizz. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like going to Texas A&M, Georgia, or you know, Right, right. Minnesota, context, context. Minnesota, Wisconsin. Right. But I have been to Husky Stadium when they played Stanford, when they played Oregon, when they played Washington State, and I still think that Montana is louder. So, regardless... That's not what we're here to debate. We are here to give you a little insight, though, into the Bobcat game. So, first and foremost, I thought Montana State was excellent up front yesterday, or last weekend, excuse me, uh, against Wyoming. I thought Chase Benson was the best player in the game. The stats don't show much for an interior defensive lineman, but I thought he was dominant uh, on the interior defensive line. I thought Troy Anderson looked very hesitant and sort of out of place at first, and then he started smacking people uh, second. And I uh, thought Isaiah Fonse looked like he could absolutely play in the Mountain West, the running back for the Bobcats. thought their offensive line looked good. thought Matt McKay was okay, but he's definitely a big improvement from what Montana State's had at quarterback. So uh, mm. did you get a chance to watch much of this game? I
2: watched blurs, man. It was kind of a hard one to find, and I, I had friends that were kind of cutting pacing and sending me snippets of it because I was interested Anytime we play uh teams uh from the upper echelon, so to say, Montana State's legit. There's there's some there's some I use the term nuts and bolts, and when I look at the nuts and bolts of this team, like once they find their chemistry and they find a team identity with the new head coach, like these these boys are
0: legit, Coulter. Like I'm I'm I'm, I'm oh, for sure I'm I'm somewhat concerned. Here's a here's a take for you. Because this is funny, because I've been in square flat in the middle of this rivalry since we launched Skyline Sports back in 2015. It's one of my favorite things. I, I love how emotional uh, all of you people out there, whether you're Bobcat or Grizz faithful, are. Uh, I truly, I truly have, have removed myself from the emotion or the alliance in this thing, and I just sit here as a conscientious observer, watching all of you people freak out on each other, and freak out about everything, and uh, it's awesome. I love the passion. I love the community engagement. I love all of it. Well, I knew, for, I knew for sure that my phone was going to blow up from Saturday night when the game was over for the Grizzlies all the way through uh, Labor Day weekend. And, uh yeah, I heard from a bunch of Grizz. You know, why the hell did you go to Wyoming? You missed the wrong game. Well, you know, we run a business around here. So I have my guys in Seattle. I was in Wyoming because we got to be in both places. We're covering it up. Whatever. I'm not here to take you through all the logistics of it all. The – uh But, you know, all the Grizz fans were so stoked about the Washington win. All the Cat fans disappointed about the Wyoming win, but also a little worried about the Grizz because they just posted a big victory. Uh, But everybody keeps asking me to compare and contrast because I think these are the two best teams in the conference. Agreed. But everybody keeps asking me. Well, who do you think's better now? Who do you think's better now? Well, I'm not going to tell you that because guess what? I don't have to because we're going to find out on November 20th. So just For enjoy real. enjoy the season until we get to that brawl of the wild here in Missoula. Let's go! But this is the one piece of analysis I will share. I think still, you, you mentioned some of the talent Montana State has. I still I still think that the Bobcats have, uh, in my estimation, at least the five most talented players uh, in the, the college football players in the state of Montana. I think that um, Chase Benson, interior defensive lineman from Helena for the Cats, Troy Anderson, Mm -hmm. uh, linebacker, uh, Isaiah Fonse, the running back. Sick. uh, Lewis Kidd, the left tackle. I think he's a potential NFL guy. uh, And I think Taylor Sopo is one of the best guards in the league as well. So you got those five. And then I think that you could debate uh, all the others. But I think that there's some of the best talent in the Big Sky Conference, period, is in the state of Montana. I'd agree. But here's the other thing I would say, though. This is what differentiates the Grizz. Montana, I would say, would have an argument if not filling the next 20 spots when you're ranking the players. That's why the Grizz are so scary. Because in reality, when you have a star-studded program, that's a good thing, except for that the FCS is a salary cap sport. When Troy Anderson, If, if Troy Anderson was to get hurt or go down for any reason at all, his backup is significantly worse than him. Probably young and experienced. I'm not saying untalented. Probably talented, but just not Troy Anderson. Right. Whereas the Grizz, they're operating this system basically where they're they're rotating every player on the field except for the center, the two tackles, and the quarterback. quarterback. Other than that, everybody is in a rotation. Therefore, then, if one of your guys goes down, the next dude's ready because he's already been playing. That's the thing that's going to set the Grizz apart is their depth combined with their effort. And when you have depth combined with effort, that's when strategy
2: as a coach comes into play because you're gonna you can wear people down. That's like the 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 laws of attrition start kicking in. You know, the the, the art of war and peace starts coming into uh uh comes comes into my forefront when you have the lack of drop off in between your you know first second and, and third tier players you can play chess on a football field all day long for so for programs like in alabama or the grizz this year that's the depth is a testament to what you are not only scouting and retaining but it's a testament to your coaches to to fill in those gaps and not have the drop off be such a uh, a chasm fall into a chasm if you will
0: let's hear from brent vegan montana head coach he's coached at wyoming for seven seasons before taking his team the bobcats to Laramie for his first game as a head coach. So certainly a, a unique and uh, emotional moment for Brent Vegan, but uh, Montana State certainly not satisfied after last weekend's 1916 loss to the Wyoming Cowboys. They host Drake of the Pioneer Football League on Saturday night for the Gold Rush game in Bozeman. Down here Brick Brickbury and Fieldhouse, Nuana is now 1029 ESPN as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Oh, a delay in the flight, so catching up with Brett Vegan after his weekly press conference here at Montana State. Uh, but, coach, interesting because great performance uh, on Saturday, by the way. Uh, outstanding by your guys. I thought they fought really hard, they played really hard. But this is college football. Now you guys have been waiting for this game for like two years, and now you just have a week to turn the page. So, uh, how do you sort of balance it and give the guys encouragement for what you guys did in your 1916 loss to Wyoming, but also? Now it's another game week, and uh, you got Drake on the horizon.
4: Well, I, I think today, with with there not being school, it allowed us to to really take a good look at it with the guys. Um, you know, gave them the day off yesterday, and expected that uh, they, that that result to, to hurt. And I think it did. I, I think I think we went down there believing we could win a game, and we we played like we believed. Um, our effort was tremendous. I think our you know, our lapses at times that um, we got in our own way really hurt us, you know, probably in all three phases. And, and I think that the biggest thing we have to do is not worry so much about who we play next, um, but how can we get better at those, those details? How can we get better at, at making sure that uh, offensively, if we, if we have a chance to open up a lead, we do so. We don't go four possessions in their uh, their end and come up empty. Defensively, if we get back in that scenario, we have um, a lead in the fourth quarter. How do we hang on? Uh, special teams-wise, if we create a big play. Uh, Ourselves, you know, and, and I think our guys uh, took all that to heart, are hungry to get back out there, hungry to get better, and that's what we aim to do tonight with the first practice.
0: When you reviewed the film, what well, stood out to you? Because it's you can see, especially from the press box, guys that are flashing. To me, Chase Benson flashed, Daniel Hardy flashed. I mean, Troy Anderson, I know he was sort of feeling his way out, but it, especially towards the end, he really flashed. Ty Okada. But was there anybody, or I guess uh, just generally, uh, anybody that stood out to you on film?
4: I'll start just generally. I, I thought in the lines of scrimmage, We didn't just hold our own. I I thought we won. We won. Yeah. Yeah, And I think I I know Coach Bowl thought they would have a decided advantage um, maybe both ways. And I I thought we won that. And, and, you know, you mentioned some names there Um, certainly Chase and Daniel. I thought Amandre made some plays. Um, You know, Troy made some spectacular plays, showing a physicality that he hasn't been asked maybe to show. um, Tie tackle well in the open field. I think. You know, so negating their run game was was huge. And I think on the flip side, when we wanted to run the ball, we could, and that's uh, that's a credit to the entire line. I you know, um, I think Justice Perkins, for a guy that was a surprise starter, um, tagged as undersized, whatever, I think he showed like he he belonged out there. I thought we uh, we were positioned well on the perimeter at times. We had some breakdowns. I, I think that could have been. Uh, Bigger and better, but I, I think you know that was the biggest takeaway for me. On a positive side, is line of scrimmage wise, um, we showed up ready to play and performed.
0: But that's to give you a lot of confidence now coming to the rest of your schedule, right? I mean, but how do you not let the guys rest on that and continue to get better because that's what it's going to take, even if you aren't playing FBS the rest of the way.
4: Yeah, I think the, I think the silver lining you got to take away is um, you win that game. I think you tend to gloss over some of those those details sure. that didn't work our way. Yeah, we lost that game, so I think they they smack us in the face. And if you know, if we're not prepared to, to to accept reality that we didn't make enough plays to win it. Um then we're not either doing our job as coaches or players, just not real with the situation. So I think we are. I think we're um, I think we there to, to get better. I think we're driven to get better. I, I know we have to play more guys. Uh, playing as few guys as we played is not sustainable, so getting more guys in the mix, um, keeping us fresh, all that kind of stuff, building our depth will be the charge, and I think our guys are up to the challenge, and... Um, you know, it will, well, that was a loss, and it'll go in the, the column as a loss, but we can't let that linger and create any more uh, negativity moving forward. A
0: field position, bell to be sure. Uh, so that meant not a lot of plays were run. Do you expect more plays to be run, and then in turn, will that get more guys' turns, especially guys in the running back room? Because I know it's kind of Isaiah and not very many other guys got involved, but it just seemed like it's just because you only ran 58 plays, right?
4: Yeah, I know offensively I spoke of those four possessions where we, you know, just on the edge of field goal range. Um, We sputtered. we had the turnover on one. Um, We went for it on one and didn't get it. We missed the field goal on one with the bad snap, and then we punted. You know, any... Any one of those drives creates more opportunities. Two of those drives creates that many more. So I think that's that's the key to getting more guys on the field is sustaining drives. Um, you know, we're going to make some big plays, and you're going to you're going to be happy when you score quick, I guess. But to you know to ultimately you know to stay on the field and be much better on third down, I think is the the, the real magic to getting more guys on the field. Brad Vegan joining
0: us, my chance to head football coach here on Nuanas now. Uh, Matt McKay, he uh, seemed like he was pretty good in his first start. Uh, but what do you want to see in growth from him, uh, both this week and just moving forward in general?
4: Yeah, in growth and just say that, I'll say that in general, um, he needs to own up to the things that the areas he can get he can get better. I know um, calling plays for him for Coach House right in, in, in a first game and seeing how he responds, I think. Taylor has to be able to react uh, to that as well. And what I mean by that is... You know, I think now we know, to some degree, how Matt will respond in a game game situation. Um, what he does, you know, can do what really well in particular, and what you know might be some struggles, and try to fashion that the best we can. I, I think he's got the ability to be a real effective player, and I think he's got the the ability to play much better than he did on Saturday. While he did some good things, there was, you know, there was some decision making. Um, challenges I would say there was a few throws as the game went along where I think he's got to just put our guys on the on the end of those throws in a little better position to make plays but uh, you know we can win football games with Matt I think he realizes that but I think he he understands he's going to play a little better too.
0: The coordinators Freddie Banks Taylor House what did you think of their first time calling plays?
4: Well I thought we were really prepared well and I think uh You know, defensively, um, we more than than kept them off balance. Um, Very disruptive up front. I think uh, limited big plays by and large. I know ultimately Freddie would love to have, you know, that fourth quarterback. That's not our expectation to give up 16 points, but uh, I don't don't think it was the nature of our plan or how we called things. Um, Prepared well, though, I think offensively. You know, uh, I think we kept them off balance. Uh, we were balanced, and that's that's the key, probably, to to, to staying ahead, uh, offense versus defense. Um, you know, in designing a game plan for the first time and volume and all those things, I think is something that we'll definitely look at from an offensive perspective. But I uh, appreciate the, the work of both sides of football and getting our guys ready. And um, I felt like we were really prepared and we, you know, coached them up well within the game.
0: Last thing for you, then turn the page to Gold Rush. This is something that people around Montana look forward to all year long. So what do you anticipate and how do you, you know, let the hype be an advantage for your team, but not maybe not get in the way of, you know, the emotions of the night because it is going to be uh, pretty on Saturday Night Bobcat Stadium?
4: Yeah, you know, I've, I've certainly seen pictures. Um, it's, it's certainly a sight to see, but to, to feel it and to hear it, I think, will be great. I, I think it helps us having played in a full stadium already, yeah, right. albeit one that was against us. But I think that buzz, this won't be a first-time deal. It'll, I think it'll help us with the buzz is for us. Um, you know, so we look forward to a great crowd. I, I think a crowd that's very engaged in the game um, is getting after... Uh, their offense, when they're on the field and helping out our defense and, and, and staying quiet and, and then cheering for our offense as we make plays. So it, it's going to be a, um, an awesome experience for our coaching staff, um, especially us that are experiencing for the first time. And, and then, quite frankly, we have a lot of guys that haven't been on, in that stage um, uh, in Bobcat Stadium ever. So uh, I'm really anxious for that. Um, so excited to see all all the people down in the gold and, and uh, cheering their hearts out.
0: So you go, Brent Vegan. Montana State head football coach on his team's loss to Wyoming and upcoming game against Drake. It's Nuana's now 1029 at ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television. The Grizzlies, they play Western Illinois tomorrow. The Leathernecks out of the Missouri Valley Conference. They were a playoff team in 2017. They were supposed to be a playoff team in 2018, but they suffered four, count them four losses by five points or less. And they went 5-6 and six that season. That was Ryan Elliott's first year at the helm. And they've only won two games since then. But, like Reggie mentioned off the top, they went down the wire in a one-touchdown loss to Ball State last weekend. And uh, they are going to be at least a formidable test through the air because they have a couple really good receivers. Uh, they also got a ton of transfers during this crazy COVID time. So, uh, a lot to look forward to when it comes to uh, Montana's opponent tomorrow night. Uh, here in Missoula. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to share a bunch of Grizz sound. I caught up with Marcus Wellnell and Bobby Halk and Dylan Cook earlier this week. But first, we're going to take a break real quick, and then we're going to come back and share all of that with you. It's Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. Last weekend ushered the return of football for the Treasure State's beloved college football teams. Saturday marks a pair of highly anticipated unveilings for the Grizzlies and the Bobcats, but at the prep level a crosstown battle in Missoula between two teams coming off impressive victories has been canceled. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Friday was supposed to mark the first crosstown clash of the season between two of the Garden City's Class AA high schools. Instead, top-ranked Sentinel and upstart Hellgate will not play on Friday because of COVID-19 precautions. The Spartans posted a 34-14 win at Bozeman last weekend to move to 2-0, while Hellgate posted a 42-20 win over Belgrade. Fresh off impressive performances in Week 1, including a historic win for the Grizzlies over Washington, Montana and Montana State's football teams play home games of consequence for the first time since December of 2019. The Grizz, fresh off their 13-7 win over the number 20 Huskies, host a Western Illinois team that's won just two games between the 2019 season and the truncated 2021 spring campaign. Montana State, fresh off a 19-16 heartbreaker at Wyoming or the Mountain West, will host Drake of the Pioneer League. Rob Ash, MSU's all-time leader in head coaching victories, led Drake for 18 seasons before taking over at MSU in 2007, a position he held until 2015. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
1: new one is now on ESPN Radio with special guest, Rodney Zeebrook.
0: Is now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Colter Nuanes. Appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. We're broadcasting from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsports is located at the corner of Stevens and Mount here in Missoula. They're also available online at NWMSRocks.com. Rajim and I will be broadcasting from the Chamber of Commerce parking lot from 3.30 to 5.30 tomorrow, and then Montana, their season opener against Western Illinois. Their home opener, that is, against Western Illinois tomorrow night under the lights at Washington Grizzly Stadium. The Grizz coming off an epic 13-7 victory over the Washington Huskies. It was totally unique in my mind because uh, unique is the most misused word in the English language. To be unique, it has to be one of a kind. Most people say unique when they mean rare or uncommon, but this was actually unique. Why? Because there's been 353 matchups between FCS squads and ranked FBS teams. The F- FBS-ranked squad has won 348 of those 353 matchups. Montana is only the fifth FCS team to take down a ranked FBS squad. But the other games that preceded this Montana game included when App State went into Michigan and hung 34 and also had a couple blocked field goals uh, when Eastern Washington went into Oregon State and scored 49 points. What I'm getting at is it usually takes a transcendent talent at quarterback, like Armani Edwards, one of the great college football players of all time at App State, or Vernon Adams and Cooper Cup, one of the great combos in Big Sky history at Eastern Washington, and a whole bunch of points and a whole bunch of mistakes by the other squad. You could say that Dylan Morris did make some mistakes, the Washington quarterback, by throwing three picks, but this was unique because Montana won this game because of physicality, depth, and effort. It's almost impossible to have more depth and more physicality than a team from the Pac-12 that's ranked number 20 in the country. It's uncanny that that's exactly what happened.
2: It's uh, it, it's it's a testament to everything that you said, but to me, that's a testament to the coaching too. That's called pouring over hours and hours, which creates days of film, and to 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 see it manifest manifest itself the way that it did, just says that uh, Bobby and his boys and 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 the boys that are suiting up every Saturday are headed in the right uh,
1: trajectory.
0: Kind of with coach Alk, Monday's press conference there's a couple thoughts from coach Alk, both on last week's win and this upcoming matchup against Western Illinois
1: obviously we're real pleased with the the win over Washington it's a it's a huge huge win it's recognized nationally as a huge huge win so I'm I'm uh, very pleased for um, for Montana you know it was, it was good in a lot of ways you know we're into the season we've got a ton of things we need to work on we got to be more consistent on uh, offense got to be better in third down we got to finish drives in the end zone um got to tighten our man coverage down we left some yards out there in the kicking game and in the return game so uh there's things we have to do and have to do better and that's what this week's going to be about improvement and and getting ready for a a good uh leatherneck team he's coming in here in regard to them um, they had a real battle in the, in a game with Ball State who was picked, we're familiar with them. they were picked to win the Mac. Uh, they absolutely drilled San Jose State in their bowl game last year, so that's a good football team and that was a it was a good game. Um, Western's offense can light it up. Uh, they have great skill players in my opinion. Uh, they threw for a bunch of yards and then we're well aware that, That They beat us the last time we played, and that was a a major downer and disappointment that season, um, two seasons ago for us. So very skilled team, well-coached. They know what they're doing. They play hard. Ryan Elliott, the head coach
0: of Western Illinois, this is his uh, third season at the helm. His first year was that um, 20, I guess this is his fourth season at the helm because uh, I guess the – The spring season counts, but he's been on this job for three years, his fourth season at the helm, because they kind of got that extra one. This is the second season of this year uh, for Western Illinois. What do the girls' players think, well, Marcus Wellnell and uh, Dylan Cook were both at the press conference. Their reactions to the upcoming matchup on the Lights-Washington Grizzly Stadium. You already talked about, hey, we're moving on to Week 2 already, but also everybody understands how special that Week 1 win was. How do you reset with the mentality to be sure that you are ready to go. Have the bravado of being really good, but also know that you can't switch so wake up coming in
4: with this, this Saturday. Um, I think it starts with just getting right back into the routine of it. You know, we lifted this morning, same lift as last week. Uh, we'll get out on the field a little bit today, and tomorrow we'll put the pads on and start hitting again. So just staying in the routine of it will really help us uh, refocus our minds. Yeah, I mean, we're going to start watching film today on Western Illinois, so I mean, just, you just got to switch your mind. I mean, we enjoyed it. Saturday night for sure, a little
0: bit Sunday, but now it's time to move on to the next week, and that's you gotta do that all season long. Sounds like a Bobby Out coach team. Our good friend Carolyn's gonna swing by in here just a quick minute. We have a tote, a, a clutch, as it were, from Clutch Women, Sarah Colone. Uh, that we're gonna be giving you here in just a minute. We also have some mimosas as well as uh, some Bloody Marys from the AC Hotel as well. So keep it right here, our good friend Carolyn. Bringing the heat, bringing the noise, and uh, giving you everything that you want and need here on Nuanez Now.
1: Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
5: It's
0: okay. Never in my life are we not doing a show on Labor Day again. I hope everybody is ready to tune in on Labor Day afternoon for all of time. You guys can be barbecuing and drinking beer. We're doing a show. This has been such a hectic week only because we have so many great sponsors. We have so much great content. We have so many great interview subjects. And when you eliminate two full hours of the 10 hours we got, man, it's uh, it's just a little much. But we had to bump Carolyn to Friday, but that's even better because Friday is the party day and the weekend is upcoming. Got a big weekend here in Missoula. Grizz open their season against Western Illinois, 6 p.m. We'll be down there for the pregame tailgate show, college game day at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot. Uh, we'll be down there. Oh, actually, we'll probably be down there all afternoon, but we will be starting the pregame show at 3.30. So 3.30 to 5.30, we will be on the air uh, right here on 102.9. ESPN Missoula. But in the meantime, we have all sorts of fun stuff for you that will help you accentuate your game day experience as part of The Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. Our good friend Carolyn is here in studio with us. So first and foremost, we got two things to give the fine people. Let's start with um, what everybody's going to need in their life, which is a a little pregame material. (laughs) Carolyn is giving you such a weird look because we're sitting here. uh, No, uh, if you want a place to go hang out before the game or you just need to get yourself a good breakfast Saturday morning. Either way, the AC Hotel downtown Awesome. Carolyn and I had a chance to sample all of the fare down there. It's only $14, and you get whatever you want. Seriously, whatever you want. It's fruit and toast and these awesome little egg dishes. and
5: Prosciutto. Oh,
0: yeah. It's fancy. It's fancy, fancy. There's cured meats and cheeses and every beverage you ever wanted, coffee. I was drinking papaya juice and coffee and milk all at the same time for a beverage guest like my dream come true.
5: Right. I mean, it's amazing. It was so delicious, and we are giving away breakfast for two plus a drink, for, you know, I'm a most are buddy bloody mary at the ac hotel um all you have to do is call in and tell me why you love me and why i'm your favorite segment just kidding just call in <laughs> but um and just so you know if you don't win you can still you can just go have breakfast there any day of the week they have the most amazing breakfast um and then in the evenings they have the most amazing bar so call in what's the number or <laughs> 1029
0: That's eight 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 one zero two nine. Give us a call right now. Caller number two. We're sending you down to AC Hotel to get you all prepped up and ready uh, for the Grizz game. We'll be doing this throughout the football season as well. So keep it tuned uh, right here to the Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. Also coming up in a little bit, we have an opportunity to win another one of our Clutch Women's Clutches from Sarah Colonna. This is an awesome giveaway as well. And uh, we got a Seattle Seahawks themed one here. And so this is perfect for anybody that wants to not have to use the clear bag get into the stadium. But stay tuned for that just a little. But uh, from now, we will also have that giveaway too. What do you got this week, Carolyn?
5: Well, I need to um, address our opposing team, Western Illinois University, really quick. Sure. So I grew up outside of Chicago, yeah. and when we were all <laughs> applying for colleges in high school, um, everyone's like, well, just when if you weren't smart like me, everyone was like, just apply to Western because <laughs> everyone gets in. You'd need a pulse oh to God. get into Western Illinois. So go, Grizz.
0: Okay, All that's right. it. That was uh, it. it. A good, was a good tidbit about Western Illinois, though. Actually, they are the only. They're, they're, they're the leathernecks. Leatherneck is a nickname for a marine. They're, the Western Illinois squad is the only squad in the country that has a military-like nickname that isn't an academy. Hmm. So the president of Western Illinois back in the twenties, right, leading up until World War II, was a marine sergeant. So he lobbied to have them have that nickname, and they're the only ones that really got grandfathered in. Otherwise, you can't be the admiral or the cadets or you know, anything like that, unless you are Navy or Air Force. Well, Airports someone's
5: going to be offended, and they're going to have to change it <laughs> because they were out in the sun, and their neck got tan, and they're offended, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, what else you got? All right,
5: Jamar Chase.
0: Yeah, Jamar Chase from the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. He's a first-round draft pick out of uh, LSU.
5: Yeah, well, he's not doing so well.
0: What's he doing? He's
5: been fumbling and dropping the ball, okay. literally. And okay. you know Why? Why? Because the NFL football doesn't have white stripes on it, and <laughs> Is that it? really confusing. Is that what he said That's what or? he's saying, yeah.
0: He, so mm-hmm. the ball doesn't have white stripes, so he can't hold on to he, it.
5: He can't catch it. It's so confusing, but he'll get there. He'll get there. Uh, now, I've wow. never heard of um, any football player using that as an excuse. Um, news to me, but just thought I'd, I'd share that.
0: Interesting. Okay. I had not really heard about this. Uh To be completely honest, I had not been following the uh, Bengals preseason, (laughs) as it were. So, uh, Jamar Chase is an incredibly talented player. That's a funny and weird excuse. Uh, I can't believe that they're even, like, letting him make excuses about it. It seems like something something you just fix. You just hold on to the football. Right. Yeah.
5: Um, He did take a year off to prepare for the draft, so maybe he's out of shape?
0: That is a – he was definitely one of the most prominent um, subjects that – Went last fall's truncated season. And uh, I was actually surprised that more guys didn't do that because last year was so weird and there was just so much risk involved all the way across the board because the training was atypical leading into the season. There's obviously the COVID issues, but also besides that, it was just weird. I mean, it was like, do you really want to play a half season and have a chance to get hurt? Right. A lot of guys needed it to prove themselves, but Jamar Chase has been a first-round pick since he was... You know, in high school. I mean, he's a ridiculously talented guy, so.
5: Is he? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, he was like a top 10 draft pick. All right, regardless, hopefully Jamar Chase can learn to hold on to the ball. So yeah. who doesn't know sports here on Nuwana's Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. What else you got?
5: All right, this is going to be an NFL heavy um, segment because we're, we're short on time and all my top stories are NFL. So, Clinton Portis. Okay. Camerick Vanover.
0: Uh, yes, these guys it are is, former Denver Broncos. Yes.
5: Robert McCune. Okay. Do you know? Who I, I don't I'm know speaking the third of? One, Okay, yes. uh, Quinn
0: Porter f- is very famous. Yeah.
5: Yeah, all former former NFL players probably made good amount of money. Um, mm. Admitted to healthcare fraud. Uh, the NFL program designed. They create. There's a program created for former players, so if they need. It's really specific medical devices of some sort, maybe a CPAP machine or whatever that insurance wouldn't cover. Uh, they provide, they give them the money to purchase these high ticket items. And these guys uh, made $2.9 million in false claims. Okay. $2.9 million in false claims. Yeah. Meaning they got money. Yes. $2.9 million and didn't spend it on these medical devices. Wow. So they you know, completely committed healthcare fraud. They are all, they've all admitted to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're going to be serving any time or how they're paying it back or how that's going to work. But it's gross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um Clinton Portis did make some money in his career. I don't think those other guys made that much money. I mean, it's all relative, right? I mean, these guys are making more money per year than I've made my whole life. So, even when you're like making league minimum, right? I mean, league minimum in the NFL is like $380,000 a year, so that's a lot of money. But, um, I don't know. I'm just so numb to all this stuff. None of this stuff ever surprises me.
5: It should. It's disgusting.
0: I think that to truly comprehend the phenomenon of all of this um, financial... uh, irresponsibility for professional athletes you have to understand the structure of the way football works and that's for all of the arguments of why football is such a great um mechanism for building teams and discipline among young men and toughness and hard work and teamwork and all that stuff there's also the other side of it and that's football inc and in reality Football players play for organizations no matter what level of football they play at, where they're becoming, they are getting financially exploited. Right. That's the craziest part. That's what the general public doesn't understand, is when you talk about basic economics and basic business, the national narrative is, wow, these athletes are paid so much. They're spoiled. They get paid so much to play a child's game. I would argue that every single athlete in America is underpaid, not because of the uh, profound impact of what they do, but because of the basic structure of the business. LeBron James is worth so much more than the $43 million he's going to make for the Los Angeles Lakers this year to the Lakers. Right. I mean, he's a hundreds of millions of dollars brand, right? Yeah. If LeBron goes away, that's a way bigger than that amount of hit to your company, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. The, the point is that, Football, Inc. lets guys get away with everything throughout their entire lives if they're talented. I mean, that's the cut and dry fact. In the NFL, if you can play, you're going to play.
5: Right. Well, I just... And
0: that's why I think these guys have a pretty... They're pretty irreverent when it comes to, like, the rules of society. Right. None of this stuff surprises me, ever.
5: Yeah. And I don't think they'll go to prison for it or anything. I think they'll be fined, and I don't know if they have to pay the money back, if they have the money to pay back. But... I just thought it was wild.
0: It is wild. It's always wild. Uh, I always loved Clint Porce. You would love Clint Porce, too.
5: I I recognize the name.
0: He used to. He was running back for the Redskins and the Broncos, uh, formerly Redskins, now the Washington football team. Watch it. But he um, he used to dress up in these like extravagant outfits. I think I remember that. He would wear like wigs Mm -hmm. and feather boas and funny sunglasses and stuff. Yeah, he's really funny. That's why
5: I thought the I was like this name looks really familiar. Yeah, he was he was pretty. Maybe he needed more boas. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he did. Um. Anyway, okay. Two quick stories. Okay. So don't get analytical. Okay. Got it. One. Tiger Woods is allegedly. training and rehabbing to come back to golf.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I, I've i been, I play a lot of golf this summer. It's one thing that everybody always asks, you know, do you think Tiger's going to come back? I think it's unquestionable. Do I think he's going to come back in his full form? I don't know. It's going to be tough. I have a message. Well, he's absolutely going to try to come back. I, mean, to tiger. Tiger. I have a message to Tiger. I have a message to Tiger. Okay, I can't
5: wait. Tiger, if you're listening, (laughs) watch the documentary about you on HBO Max because you should not. You need to retire. You need to chill out. You need to just maybe train your son to be a golfer. Sounds like he's into it. Whatever. Just simmer down. I I just don't think he should be coming back to golf. Yep. This is my my professional opinion. Yep. As the chick who doesn't know sports. Okay. Okay.
0: What else
2: you got?
5: Last story. Okay. And I can't even believe I'm going to say what I'm about to say. Okay. Last night was the first game of the NFL season. It was. Stupid he- Tom Brady made a really good pass and won the stupid game. And I'm so annoyed. You <laughs> made a lot of really good passes. That policies. he did such a great job, blah, blah, blah. It's, but uh, that is the only thing I'm gonna, nice thing I'm going to say about him.
0: Well, the cynic in me thought, of course, Tom Brady figured out a way to win the first game of the season, because uh, even though they turned the ball over four times, because uh, that's what the NFL wants, and that's what the NFL needs. Is, is this a
5: conspiracy theory?
0: Uh, you know, I don't know. Now that sports gambling is so normalized in our society, I just can't help but think that it has an influence on every last result that there ever existed.
5: But Gross. I don't want to go
0: down that uh, road. I, I know you're going to hate this. I'm turning the corner on Tom Brady. He, he is... He is a marvel. It's unbelievable. He's better than he's ever been.
5: I still don't like him. I
0: don't. I know he has a like very hard to like abrasive personality, but he is ridiculous. He
5: eats sweet potato toast with his guacamole. <laughs> I can't even deal with sweet that. Sweet potato chips. Whatever. Right?
3: Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> sweet potato so, toast. <laughs> I can't deal with that. I'm also really, really disappointed in Gronk. All right, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. He was getting healthy, his head shrunk like three <laughs> sizes, and then he goes back. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway.
0: Well, uh, it was a great game, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys last night. Back and forth a lot of mistakes, honestly. Uh, but the Bucks did come out on top, of course. Tom Brady with the two-minute drill to lead to a game-winning field goal. With two seconds left. And uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Exactly. I was watching my the game with my buddy, and they were showing Tom Brady stuff from 2002. I was like, how old were you in 2002? He's like, I don't know, like 11 years old. I was like, exactly. And you're like a grown-ass man sitting on my couch right now. Unreal.
5: Yeah. Well, I still don't like him. Uh. And he still doesn't eat tomatoes and nightshades, and that's just weird. <laughs>
0: uh. The chicken doesn't know sports, good friend Carolyn here on Nuanas now. Hey, you wanna uh, go into a football game anytime soon, whether it's a college game or a pro game or whatever. There's this new clear bag policy pretty much every stadium in the country. It's a good thing. It's made to keep you safe, but if you don't want a clear bag or you wanna be stylish, you wanna get yourself one of these clutches from Clutch Women. It's a stadium sized bags. They're made by Sarah Colonna, a, a very prominent comedian who's also the wife of John Ryan, former Seattle Seahawks punter. And we have one of these clutches for you. All you have to do is give us a call or shoot us a text 406 888 1029. That's 888 1029. And uh, caller number three, we got this awesome clutch for you from Clutch Women. Seattle Seahawks colors, but this is perfect for any game day experience.
5: It's so cute. Even the, even being Seahawks colors, not that I care either way, but, <laughs> like, the, I love those colors. They look great. I'll be wearing mine tomorrow at the pregame. Ooh, gotta love it. It's a fanny pack.
0: Gotta love it. Come say hi to us tomorrow down at the Chamber of Commerce Park College Game Day back in full force here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. We'll be broadcasting from 3.30 right up until kick, 6 p.m., Washington Grizzlies Stadium. Grizzlies taking on Western Illinois. Come on down and say hi. In the meantime, if you want this awesome clutch from Clutch Women, call us or text us, 406 1029 Carolyn, thank you very much.
5: Thank you. Have a great weekend.
0: Checker Does not Know Sports coming to you, mostly on Thursdays, but we did a little Friday action because everything was sort of a day behind this week because we didn't have a show on Monday. Hmm. So, that means, though, we still have one more show left for this week, and that's happening tomorrow. It's our college game day extravaganza yeah. down at the Chamber of Commerce Park. Well, my man, guy, Rajim Seabrook, will be rolling with me, Coulter nuanas Andrew Houghton will swing by, our new ESPN correspondent, as well as SkylineSportsMT.com, Grizz Beat Writer, and uh, Gus Tuttle going to make a little appearance as well. So we have all sorts of friends and neighbors to come hang out with us. But come check us out. We're going to have Domino's Pizza, Pepsi Cola, the Badlanders going to be slanging drinks. There will be sweet RVs and trucks for you to look at. We got you all the way hooked up. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. And uh, can't tell you how excited I am to have football back in the Garden City. So we will very much look forward to that. Hope you had a great week. Thanks so much for spending time with us here on Nuanas Now. Missed anything in today's show? Had an awesome show. Uh, we heard from Matt Ellis from the Missoula Paddleheads. They uh, host the Idaho Falls Chuckers one-game playoff tomorrow night, 7.05 Oregon Park Allegiance Field. They're the first and second half champions, and they're trying to make it into that Pioneer League Championship Series next week against the Ogden Raptors. We also took you all around the state when it comes to high school football, the games to watch tonight. Gave you some feedback on the Bobcats, the Grizzlies, and everybody in between, some NFL analysis and all that, too. And, uh, of course, we heard from our good friend Carolyn Chick who doesn't know sports. So, want to find any of that? You can. On the podcast, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate game by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. Also, check out SkylineSportsFG.com. Between now and kick tomorrow, we'll have a variety of coverage. But come hang out with us. 3 30 tomorrow, Chamber of Commerce parking lot. So happy to Let's have Chris Football back in the fold. Have a great Friday night. Have an excellent Saturday. And come say what's
3: up tomorrow. It's Nuanas Now. You wouldn't even
2: talk to me.
3: Get to more.